0: You're listening to The Wellness Advocate with Dr. Kendra Pearson. This ain't a song for the broken hearted, a silent prayer for faith departed. Now, here's Dr. Kendra Pearson. Listen to the crowd, you're gonna hear my voice when I shout it out loud. It's my...
1: Well, hello, Kansas City. You're listening to The Wellness Advocate, and this is Dr. Kendra Pearson. And I'm here in the studio, and I actually have a good friend of mine here again, uh, Dr. David A. Boonder. The A actually stands for awesome, so if you want to call him Dr. Awesome, you definitely can. Or as other people know him as Dr. Adam. How are you doing? I'm
0: doing very well. Thank you.
1: Awesome. And then also in the studio, we have our good friend, Vince, who is the marketing guru.
0: (laughs) Thank you for having me, Dr. Kendra.
1: <laughs> yeah, no problem. I'm glad to have you guys on the show today. Um, and Dr. Adam, you mm-hmm. were on with me actually um, not that long ago. We were talking about stem cell therapy. Yeah. Because uh, stem cell therapy is something that's actually available to people and, you know, and that they actually have options. And we just did a really, actually a really amazing lecture um, downtown at Jack Stack in the Freight House um, talking about stem cell therapy. Yeah, and
2: the lectures are incredible. They're amazing to just bring education uh, and bring fun, community, community. Um, And amazing, well, amazing food as well.
1: Yeah, I mean, because that's why we have the wellness advocate. The the reason I do this show is we advocate for wellness. We advocate Mm -hmm. for what true health really is. And, you know, the definition of doctor means teacher, right? You know, doctor in Latin means teacher. And we need to educate, you know, Kansas City, our hometown, on uh, their options that they have and avoiding drugs and surgery. Absolutely. But today I have a really important topic. Mm -hmm. This is really close to my heart. So we're talking about medical myths, and medical myth busters. And in the recent news, um, I don't know if you guys heard this, but they're talking about how coffee is bad for you, right? Coffee causes cancer is this headline.
2: I think a couple hearts just stopped maybe on the other end here.
1: (laughs) I, you know, the doctor in me, you know, the educator, the scientist is like, oh, hell no, this is not (laughs) happening. Like, I've got to prove this wrong. Like, what the heck, what the heck is going on? Um, But actually, like... You know, the headlines are, you know, coffee causes cancer. Um, They're even like the state of California. Like they were trying to pass this thing saying that coffee houses and Starbucks had to put like a warning. Yeah. You know, up that said warning, you know, coffee may cause cancer. Like what the heck is going on?
2: Yeah, I'm still waiting for um, the soda cans to have the little cancer warning actually put on the side of them as well, uh, along with the little uh, juice packs. But it blows my mind, you know, that all of a sudden they're hitting coffee. I, yeah, I,
1: I, of all I, the possible things that are bad for you and can cause cancer, that maybe should have a warning label, <laughs> coffee. Like, don't mess with my coffee, right? Right. <laughs> and here's the thing: is it's like, okay, so they're going to throw this headline out there. Then you know, all kinds of people are going to be like, oh my gosh, maybe I should rethink my coffee intake, or you know, I should drink less coffee. Um, but coffee actually has a lot of health benefits. Incredible
2: that health benefits.
1: Absolutely outweigh any any possible risk. Yeah. And the first one that comes to mind is. What kind of chaos would ensue if all kinds of people stopped drinking coffee? Like, what's the impact on society? <laughs> Nobody would come out of their Emotional health, physical <laughs> yeah. health, you know. Right.
0: branches off in many different like, ways. Like, I know
1: that my family may not survive. <laughs> Next headline it's... is, like, entire Pearson family gone missing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't, th- I don't <laughs> think my
2: wife would like to come out of the bedroom without knowing that she's going to have her cup of coffee. Would right. not go well in the house.
1: Right. But this just got me thinking. Like, this one thing, I was like, oh, there's so many medical myths that are out there that are just completely false or misleading.
2: Or, or it's, just, it's just a piece of information. You know, that, that's the hardest thing that, that I've seen through this whole process, um, you know, working in the healthcare industry is, you know, one little piece of research will come out and it, it they just try to blow it up to, to create this whole change. And it's, it's just one piece of the puzzle. So just because one thing says something, you then even have to look into what that is actually saying and, and what are the truths behind it, Um and is it even that big of a deal? I mean, the one thing that they found uh, that they're saying is this cancer-causing agent um, is actually found even more so in like bran flakes. You know, yeah, the cereals well, bran flakes that, are healthy
1: for you, right? Right. You know, uh, <laughs>
2: even the uh, Trader Joe's uh, chips. They're saying the same thing is in those. So things that are fried foods and and things that get heated is kind of the the process of what they're saying is is creating this what's called acrylamide. Uh, but you know. Yeah, it's like when you myself. roast the
1: coffee beans, like that's present. And so they hyper focus on this one thing. Oh, this tiny yeah. thing, you know, this one thing is bad for you, but it's not in any quantity that's even going to affect you. I mean, even if you're drinking, you know, two pots of coffee a day.
2: Right. You know, it. in most people's coffee um, idea, by the way, I always love to say this, too, is because when we're doing lectures, you know, I know you're out doing wellness workshops all the time. We're doing the same thing again, bringing uh, wellness into workplace and, and getting out there. Um, when we mention one thing like, You need to limit your coffee to, you know, three cups a day.
0: The whole room gasps.
2: Oh, yeah. It's crazy, you know, but it's (gasps) just, yeah. Yeah, (laughs) What am I going to do? But it is its moderation. But most people's concept of coffee today is not just coffee. It's the latte. And that's where the big issue comes in.
1: Oh, yeah, you want to talk about what's unhealthy about coffee. That's what's in it.
2: Yeah. Right.
1: Uh, You're going to load it up with a bunch of sugar or, yeah. you know, creamers and especially the fake, you know, non-dairy powdered creamers and stuff. That's yeah. where we should be having warning labels.
2: Oh, absolutely. I mean, that's I had a patient one time uh, we were actually doing a, a dinner event and they were holding like the, you know, the blue packet, the white packet and the, and the red packet and. And I'd never heard this before, and I I thought it was just so on point. He throws one of them down, and he says, cancer. He throws the next one down, he says, diabetes. And he throws the next one down, and he says, heart disease. You know, it's just bringing that realization that those artificial sweeteners, those sugars, Mm -hmm. you know, are going to cause those issues. Coffee is not the culprit. Coffee Coffee is not bad for you at all.
1: Yeah. don't mess with my coffee. There's yeah. so many health studies you know studies that show the health benefits of coffee, yeah. um, even uh, lowering risk of diabetes and type 2 diabetes. yeah when it comes to drinking coffee um, except for if you're putting a lot of sugar in your coffee <laughs> you yeah, maybe yeah, yeah. increasing your We're, risk we're talking of like the
2: the nice black coffee. you could do a medium roast, whatever you know yeah. but but the the real effects of coffee are actually do bring some great health benefits. Yeah. yeah and so
1: and that's what I mean really I mean that got me fired up you know talking about <laughs> coffee. But what I want to bring awareness to is just not necessarily believing what you see in the headlines.
0: The hype Mm -hmm. and the hysteria.
1: Right. Hype and hysteria. I mean, and that's what, I mean, Americans, like, we love it, right? Mm -hmm. We got our Facebook, we we got our news feeds, you know, they take one thing and then they twist it into, like, this crazy headline that's going to catch people's eyes.
0: Kendra, I mean, they did just that with you. They put out this headline and it immediately stopped you in your tracks. I mean, they were doing their job. They did get me. Look, (laughs) we're talking about it. Right. Look at that. (laughs) Exactly. Hashtag
1: coffee. Hashtag coffee. coffee, You know, we're all over it. Oh my gosh. But so this is what we're gonna talk about on the show today. You know, as we get leading into the next segment, I'm gonna we're gonna dispel Dr. Adam and I are gonna dispel some of these myths that you may yeah, you, know, you may be thinking. Like one of the things that I wanna to touch on is actually um last year the American Heart Association came out and said that coconut oil is bad for you. Uh oh. Like how many people did that like freak out? Because We know coconut oil is actually healthy for us, and all of us are, like, increasing it in our diet. Like, it decreases your waistline. It helps you lose weight. It has all this stuff. Increases brain
2: function. I mean, it's incredible.
1: Oh, I know. They're like, nope, coconut oil is bad for you based off this, you know, obviously the American Heart Association, you know, they're on this kick. You know, cholesterol is bad, Mm -hmm. right? And then they're like, saturated fats are bad. But they encompass it and they super simplify it into all saturated fats are bad. And then they're like, well, coconut oil is a saturated fat. So it must be just as bad for you as animal fat and butter and, you know, just lump it in with all of this stuff. Um, But that's not the case. In fact, you know, when we look at cholesterol, I mean, we Mm -hmm. can get into the science of this, but there's good and bad cholesterol. Right. Mm -hmm. And what they found in the study American Heart Association is going off of is that eating coconut oil, coconut oil, raises your total cholesterol. Yeah. But what we know is that cholesterol is not all bad.
2: That's right. So listen
1: to me. It is not all bad. In (laughs) fact, um, cholesterol is actually good for you, and it's necessary for many bodily functions.
2: Uh, Yeah. I mean, just even for cellular energy. I mean, to to regenerate cells, you have to have cholesterol. That's, you know, you said there's the good, the bad cholesterol, but even that has been used, you know, in a marketing scheme as well to the point of saying, I tell people— is there really anything truly bad in you? You know, and it's not. I mean, there's LDL, there's HDL. We've all heard mm-hmm. these terms. When your LDL is high, it's bad. But what is LDL in of itself? I mean, right. that's not even cholesterol. Um, it's it's a lipoprotein. So it's actually a protein in your body. So it's utilized to either bring cholesterol somewhere or bring it back, like is what HDL does. And it's a cleansing mm-hmm. process of the body and a regenerating
1: process. Yeah. And there's yeah. even different types of LDL. I mean, there's two types of LDL. And both of them aren't bad either. Right. And they're both necessary. It's all about the ratio. Mm -hmm. But what we find, just so you guys know, don't stop using coconut oil. Please don't stop using coconut oil. It is so healthy for you. It raises your total cholesterol because it actually raises your HDL, which is your good. Mm -hmm. So to help you guys out, how I remember this is um, LDL is is the bad one because it's so low. It's your low. (laughs) You know what I mean? You're so low. So HDL is good. And um, so it raises your HDL and that, and that is actually good for you. So please don't stop. And yeah. you know what's insane is we're gonna cause we're coming up on a break here. So we're gonna talk more about this. Mm-hmm. But I'm just gonna leave you with this. So the American Heart Association said that coconut oil is bad, but they said you should replace it with soybean oils. Hmm.
2: Okay. There you go. <laughs>
1: I'm just gonna leave that there. <laughs> no, please don't do that. Do not. Please don't do that. Not at all. Don't stop your coconut oil. Don't stop your coffee drinking. Um <laughs> as we get into the next segments, we're gonna talk about more medical myths and breakfast right Mm. breakfast is good for you right everyone's Uh, supposed to have breakfast in the morning yeah we're going (laughs) to talk about that and we may even get into some other ones like um you shouldn't swim till 30 minutes after you eat (laughs) yeah um knuckle cracking isn't that supposed to be bad for you too supposed to be yeah um and so we love to dispel these myths because i mean you and i talk in the community all the time and we have corporate wellness programs both of our offices do we Mm -hmm. get out in the community And we dispel these myths. You know, if this is something that, like, if you're listening to this, you know, and and you work at a place or, you know, you would like us to come in and speak, you can always contact our offices. You know, you can find Catalyst Health Center online. Um, you can find them on their Facebook page, Catalyst Health Center. Um, my hmm. office as well, Northland Physical Medicine. You can find us. I mean, we love talking about this. If you can't tell, yeah, it's um, a lot of fun. I, I'd love to come in during your morning coffee and talk to you about how coffee is actually good for you,
2: <laughs> or um, your afternoon coffee because that's what most people are doing as well, right?
1: Yeah, we have, to have morning coffee, afternoon <laughs> coffee, all of that. Put some right. coconut oil in your coffee, <laughs> right? I do. It
2: can be. I do too. <laughs>
1: Yeah, so totally stay tuned for the next segment as we get um, deeper into this. You're listening to Dr. Kendra Pearson and the Wellness Advocate,
2: 981 KMBZ.
0: You're listening to The Wellness Advocate with Dr. Kendra Pearson.
1: Welcome back, Kansas City. You're listening to The Wellness Advocate. This is Dr. Kendra here. And here in the studio, I have my good friend, Dr. Adam, or Dr. Awesome, as you may know him. He's never going to live this down. I'm not going (laughs) to live it down. (laughs) And then I also have uh, my good friend, Vince. He is the marketing guru.
0: Good morning, Kansas City.
1: Hey, so if you were listening earlier, um, we're really touching on um, a subject that's very close to my heart, uh, medical myths. And the reason we got talking about this is because the recent headlines that coffee is bad for you, right? Like coffee causes cancer.
2: Blows my mind.
1: Blows my mind, too. And that hits home because I'm a coffee girl. Like, I love coffee. I have two cups every morning. I may have one in the afternoon. And when I heard this headline, I was like, oh, hell no. (laughs) You are not messing with my coffee. And it just got me thinking, you know, as a doctor, you know, and as an educator, because Mm -hmm. doctor means teacher. And Mm -hmm. I, I talk about this all the time is these headlines, are they give so much misinformation, right? Mm-hmm. Like, what did you say it was, Vince?
0: Hype and hysteria.
1: Hype and hysteria. Don't let this hype cause hysteria. But Correct. here's the thing is, like, you know, a study will come out or they'll point out this one thing, and then the headlines just ensue. And then people stop doing something that's actually healthy for them.
2: Yeah, it's incredible. I mean, because you can just, like, one research article that came out saying that, you know, it, it, it's bad for you and in whatever ways that it could be bad – the truth is, there's a hundred other studies that back up the fact that it's actually very beneficial for you. And what blows my mind is, is kind of frustrating. Obviously, as a as a practitioner, is just the fact that they're not bringing that information because mm-hmm. there's again that hype and hysteria. Yeah, there's no comes, hype and hysteria with, with yeah the good, with good, with information, the good it's information. It's like, well, wait a second. What if we were actually trying to implement healthy things for people and and helping their lives to get better, but instead let's mm-hmm. let's build a little bit of fear here, and then we're gonna you know, see where that goes. And
0: so this is why we're doing what we're doing. And that's why we're lucky to have the fact finders like you, Dr. Pearson and Dr.
1: Boonder. Oh, you called me a fact finder. That's awesome. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) But I mean, that's just the cray that comes out of this. I mean, even like the state of California was like trying to, you know, enact a law to make all the coffee shops, put a warning, you know, label in the coffee shop that said, you know, coffee causes cancer. And I'm like, oh my gosh, of all the things that need a warning label, cancer
2: flakes. Right. right, there you go. Yeah, because
1: like you were saying <laughs> the last segment, like even brand flakes have this chemical that acrylamide that they're saying is in coffee that could potentially be dangerous. Almost
2: double of what it is in
1: coffee. Almost double yeah, in those. Yeah. And even in potato chips. Yeah. Even, you know, so called healthy potato chips that yeah. are baked and stuff yeah. that has this chemical in it. But you do you see warning labels on that, you see a campaign for that. <laughs> no, because that doesn't get headlines. Coffee. Yeah. Look, it woke me up. You're I what? was like, Oh my <laughs> gosh. It's, like,
2: you didn't even have to
0: drink it to get it to wake you up.
1: I, <laughs> I didn't need coffee that morning. I was too insane over, over that headline. <laughs>
0: they give you that generalization and it appeals to the mass media. And of course, it what's it do? It causes hysteria. It wakes you up and you sit there and you're like, man, should I avoid that cup of coffee this morning that I've depended on for so long?
1: Yeah, No. And, you should have your coffee because <laughs> have your coffee. Coffee is coffee actually has a ton of health benefits. And that's where, you know, the doctor and me, the teacher wants to come out and say, Hey, you know, you don't have to stop drinking your coffee. Mm-hmm. Right?
0: Moderation, right?
1: Well, moderation. Yeah. You can have a few cups a day. It's actually really good for you. I mean studies show um, that it helps with heart health, it helps lower your risk of diabetes, uh, lowers your risk of many cancers. Well, I mean, there are studies that actually lowers risks of many cancers. Well, yeah.
0: well, there's so many people out here that rely on energy drinks to get throughout the day. I feel like coffee would be the healthiest alternative. Absolutely. I mean, specifically when you drink a black coffee or something with, you know, MCT oil in it, whatever it may be. It, that's mm-hmm. a much healthier alternative than drinking two monsters or a huge Red Bull. And yeah. so I know people that drink two or three four a day.
1: Yeah. No, you need to come see us if you're doing that because that's not healthy for you. And (laughs) if you haven't had the side effects yet, you will. Um, But when it comes to coffee, coffee can be unhealthy for you. And that's when you start putting crap in it, right? When you start loading it up with sugar. Like coffee actually, studies have shown that it actually prevents um, the onset of diabetes, but not if you're putting a ton of sugar in your coffee. Yeah, absolutely. um, You know, or even like, God forbid, the you know, the blue packets, the pink packets um, Mm -hmm. of those chemical additives and sweeteners. Please don't put those in your coffee as well. Um, But on that subject, another thing we started talking about last segment was um, coconut oil. And the fact that last year there was a headline because American Heart Association came out and said, oh, coconut oil is bad for you um, because it raises total cholesterol. And uh, no, it does raise cholesterol, but not all cholesterol is bad. That's That's the myth we want to dispel. It, you need cholesterol.
2: Oh yeah, you do need cholesterol. I mean, that's we talked about this before. It's what helps to uh, these these proteins, LDL, HDL. I mean, they're used to to mobilize and to move uh, cholesterol within the blood to the cells. Um, but we, yeah, when it comes to things like coconut oil um, or these fats that are deemed mm-hmm. unhealthy, you know, I I like to ask the question. You know, when we talk about even nutrients for our body, because we we need fat. You know, that, that is essential for us to actually live. Our, our brain, um, the the surrounding of our nervous system, even our hormones all stem from fat. And if we eliminate that, even through our diet, we're going to have some major effects. And when it comes to nutrients of our body, we have three main nutrients. We have our fats, our proteins, and our carbohydrates. You know, the, the main essential ones are the fats and the proteins. And uh, to put that into perspective, when you even look at, you know, the the Agriculture Department of the U.S., all these different things, you know, what are they trying to push and get out to us Um, the cheapest way that they can? You know, and those carbohydrates, Mm. it's it's basically sugar is what it is. There's healthy carbs and there's unhealthy carbs like the the breads and the rices. And um, when you go to Chipotle, you know, everybody can, everybody loves Chipotle. Well, not everybody. There's a few that don't. But (laughs) but when you think about this and what's actually beneficial to our bodies and, and what we want to put into it, what's the only thing that they charge you extra for when you're at Chipotle, it's right. the guac, the guac mm-hmm. and the meat, mm-hmm. you know, the fats and the protein. So and they'll throw on as much rice as they want because they know it's cheap. But who wants to put cheap stuff in their body? Right. We yeah. don't want that. We, we want, want, want the that. good stuff. Cool. Yeah. And coconut oil is one of the,
0: the good stuff. Well, oh. one thing that Dr. Adam and I have spoken about in the past that kind of astounded me is we went into a local grocer and there was a back to school section and they had all of these unhealthy snacks. And it, it Dr. Adam was just speaking with me about. How he thought that was astounding—that you know these these big institutions are pushing these things that are making us more and more unhealthy. Yeah, it's amazing.
1: Well, that's what that's why we do this—is we want to bring awareness to what true health mm-hmm. really is, and we want to dispel these in these myths or things even we've been taught, you know, over and over again, like you know, oh, carbohydrates are the are the you know that needs to be the foundation of your diet. You need to be getting right. all these carbohydrates. Low fat, fat is bad, but now they've been proving that actually fat is good. You know, yeah. and then, you know, they come out with these headlines again. and They want to bash fat again. But we know that coconut oil is healthy. So please, Kansas City, don't stop using coconut oil. Yeah. Coconut oil does raise your cholesterol. Here's the thing is it raises your good cholesterol. That's right. Which you need that good cholesterol to help with your body's processes. It helps your body create, uh, create hormones and line your nerves. Here's the thing. If you have high cholesterol, maybe what we need to do instead of, you know, decreasing the the good fats in our diet or god forbid getting on a medication to lower that cholesterol maybe figure out what's causing your high cholesterol Mm -hmm. you know that maybe a hormone imbalance because if your body has a hormone imbalance and it needs hormones what's your body going to do it's going to increase cholesterol because that's the precursor for those hormones yeah so maybe getting to the root cause and that's what we do in our clinics and that's what we educate people on that's right you know um I do corporate wellness events. You do corporate wellness events as well, Dr. Adam. I mean, it's about just getting out into the community and educating people. In fact, monthly, I always do what we call a dinner with the doc. I do this because I want to get out in front of people and share what true health and wellness really is. Our next dinner with the doc, if this resonates with you, if you want more information, you want to know you can do something different. I think, what was it, Einstein had a quote that said, if you... You always continue to think the way you thought and do what you've always done. You're always going to get what you've always gotten. I'm sure I didn't say it correct, but it's something like a roundabout like that. You want to learn more about what you can do. You have friends or families that, members that want to know the difference. We're doing a dinner with the doc May 22nd. It's going to be at Granite City in Zona Rosa and starts at 630 p.m. You can get registered for that and um, at our office you can call our office directly um, 816-452-4488 you can get on our Facebook page at Northland Physical Medicine or even find us online at northlandphysicalmedicine.com you are listening to the wellness advocate Dr. Kendra Pearson I have Dr. Adam here and on this next segment you need to stay tuned because we're going to dispel some other myths we're going to actually talk about breakfast and do you really need it stay tuned
0: You're listening to The Wellness Advocate with Dr. Kendra Pearson.
1: Okay, welcome back, Kansas City. You're listening to The Wellness Advocate. This is Dr. Kendra. And here in the studio, I have my good friend, Dr. Adam, or Dr. Awesome, as you may know him. Uh, Dr. Adam Boonder with Catalyst Health Center, and then we also have our good friend Vince, the marketing guru.
0: How's it going?
1: So if you've been listening to us, um, today we've been talking about medical myths, and we really started off talking about coffee, and we done dispelled that myth. Thank goodness. Coffee is not bad for you. In fact, coffee is good for you.
0: In moderation.
1: Right. As long as you don't be putting a bunch of crap in it, like sugar and creamers and chemical packets that are blue and pink. Please throw those away and do not use those. Yes. Also, we talked about um, coconut oil because Mm -hmm. last year they were trying to hype and hysteria us and and talk about how coconut oil is bad for you and you should Mm -hmm. stop and you should replace it with soybean oils. No, do not do that. I am saying coconut oil is good. That is good for you. Mm -hmm. So the next myth that I want to talk about because I hear this all the time, and it's been ingrained in us, is that um, you need to eat breakfast, right? Breakfast is Healthy people eat meal. breakfast. Yeah, yeah, breakfast is the most important meal of the day. We hear this all the time.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: But I don't know. What do you think, Dr. Allen?
2: I'm not a fan of it, actually. I, I do not eat breakfast, actually, um, at all. In fact, what, what we need to do is kind of conceptualize and think about what is breakfast uh, for most Americans today in the first place, or even Kansas Cityans. What is our breakfast? Most of us are grabbing a bagel, maybe grabbing some Lamar's donuts. Um, Mm. I mean, that's cereal, cereal. you know. So for most of us, when we're grabbing breakfast, this most important meal of the day, we're we're literally grabbing crap to eat. I mean, non-nutrient dense foods in the first place. So, yeah, I mean, I think that's one of the first things that we have to think about is, you know, if we are even eating breakfast, what are we actually putting into our bodies to actually create a fuel source to get us going? Right. Yeah. So,
1: I mean, eating breakfast, it's not bad for you to eat breakfast. I mean, it could be, it's not unhealthy to eat breakfast. Correct. But it's also not unhealthy to not eat breakfast. Yeah. And it especially can be unhealthy for you to eat breakfast if you're eating, what, what, was, what was the word you said? You oh, said, Carbage. Carbage. Are yeah. you eating garbage for breakfast?
0: <laughs> I mean, I'm more of a bacon and eggs guy myself. But, <laughs> yeah. You know, which is actually very healthy for yeah. you. But
1: yeah. But it's not exactly, it's not about when you eat. It's what
0: what you eat. eat. It's the
1: quality of the food that you're eating. Absolutely. And in fact, there is actually more and more research and studies on what we call intermittent fasting or Mm -hmm. skipping breakfast altogether. Yeah. What are some of the, um, what is research telling us? What are some of the things that can happen in your body if you actually skip breakfast?
2: Yeah. Uh, So like intermittent fasting of itself, um, again, it just kind of depends on time frame. Everybody fasts at some point. I mean, we all sleep, right? Right. That's a fasting state. It's just extending that fasting state for a little bit longer. Now, what some of the research has shown, like a 24-hour fast of just not eating anything, uh, liquid, obviously you want to keep drinking, get that fluid in there. Yeah, lots of water. Um, What recent research has actually showed is a 24-hour fast increases uh, human growth hormone in females by about 1,300% and in males by about 2,000%. Now, we're all looking for the fountain of youth, right? Um, well, human growth hormone is one of those things. It it works along with testosterone and estrogen, all these other hormones that basically help prevent aging, but also help to increase strength and stability within our body. I mean, that alone, people are trying to get shots for this stuff nowadays when just in fasting, it can actually do that for you. And on top of that, it's shown uh, three day fasts actually will uh, start to boost and uh, kind of recondition your immune system. So it actually makes your immune system stronger through like a 36-hour fast.
1: Wow. So it can help balance your hormones mm-hmm. and it can help increase your immune system. Okay, so here's, I have a question. This is people ask me all the time, or this is what people say about breakfast is, um, if you don't eat breakfast or you skip breakfast, you're going to slow your metabolism down. No, no,
2: not at all. No, in fact, you're, you're, part of it is you're, you're letting your body, your your intestines, your gut actually rest, which is which is actually a very good thing because majority of your immune system is there, metabolism-wise. It, it doesn't slow things down. So in fact, the constant eating which is what we've learned in you know, five, six, seven meals a day, that's not even allowing your metabolism to rest at all. In fact, it's going to start to die out your metabolism, over overload your insulin levels,
1: um, mm-hmm. overload
2: the adrenals even. Um, so doing this fasting actually helps to increase the metabolism more uh, so that your body is not just burning sugar because it's depleting it of sugar, it's actually going to start burning fat. And how many of us want to actually burn fat?
1: We would like to burn fat, please.
2: Right? Yeah. <laughs> right. I mean, that's really what it's about. Yeah.
1: Yeah, so that's insane because that's what we're told all the time is, Mm -hmm. um, oh, if you skip breakfast or if you eat one meal a day or whatever, you're going to put on weight or you're going to slow your metabolism down. But yeah, I mean, it's about what you eat, not Mm -hmm. when you eat. So if you're eating one meal a day, say you're this extreme intermittent faster or Mm -hmm. you maybe fast 23 hours a day and then you try to cram all your calories into one.
2: It should be really hard. It would be very
1: difficult (laughs) for most people. I'm not advocating that the average person would be able to do that. Yeah. But- if you're skipping breakfast or if you're one of the 25% of Americans that just aren't hungry when they wake up in the morning, mm-hmm. you don't have to force food down yourself and and actually be hard on yourself thinking you're not being healthy because you're not waking up and eating breakfast. Exactly. Um, but if you're someone that your body is telling you to eat in the morning, you, you're you hungry when you wake up, You your body is mm-hmm. telling you that you need fuel, just make mm-hmm. that fuel good food.
2: Yeah, Right. absolutely.
1: Low in carb, high in good fats and protein. Mm-hmm. Have some coffee and some coconut oil. <laughs> uh, yes, yes.
2: That, that'll, that'll give you a good boost. I mean, and that's the big thing. You know, breakfast today is usually this garbage, which is basically mm-hmm. sugar, which gives you about 30 minutes of energy. I mean, sugar burn off is about 30 minutes. If you are getting those healthy fats, and which again, we're going back to that coconut oil, healthy fats within your body uh, can be utilized for energy up to four hours, which is, I mean, I'd rather have four hours worth of energy within my body than 30 minutes. That's why you have those sugar crashes. Right. And why you're needing something again right away mid-morning. And, yeah, you feel like you want to fall asleep.
1: Right. And then you're reaching for a candy bar and Mm -hmm. people are hangry. That's, you know, (laughs) I think that's where hangry can come from, too, because you have these insulin spikes and you're riding this whole insulin roller coaster where it's up, it's down, and then and you need more. So what's crazy is, you know, with like intermittent fasting, or even if you are someone that, you know, does well or thrives off of skipping breakfast, maybe eating your first meal of the day at 1 or 2 Mm p.m., there's all kinds of research that shows that it can really promote weight loss. Yeah. And actually, you'll eat less calories Mm -hmm. when you skip that meal just by the nature of it. And it can help promote weight loss. And even studies show that um, increase in life expectancy by calorie restriction.
2: Yeah. That's incredible, and that's where it goes into talking about increasing the the growth hormone, um, you know, increasing the immune system. I mean, again, talking about kind of the fountain of youth thing. I mean, obviously we haven't found it yet. Um, that'd be awesome. We'd all be there right now, right? Right. Um, but yeah, I mean, restricting calories has been shown specifically to also then increase uh, the body's own natural ability to produce uh, stem cells as well, uh, oh, that right. regeneration. So that um, that's a major factor. That that gets into the the longer fasting stages, but yeah, and I will say this, any type of fasting that you're going to be doing, make sure that you're, you're contacting your your health professional, somebody that actually understands um, what fasting is, what intermittent fasting is, um, and make sure that you are being directed and guided through that because you want to make sure that you're doing it right. This is not starving yourself because there's a big difference in starving right. yourself, um, but fasting is is very specific and should be done with a specific purpose.
1: Right,
0: well, a purpose, yeah. And I was just gonna say, the key to fasting is not to get to the end and then go eat a large pizza. Well, yeah, I'm sure <laughs> I'm gonna put that myth out there right there. Yeah.
1: You want to break your fast with with some healthy food, Correct. And that's yeah. why it's good. Dr. Adam mentioned like talking to a healthcare professional and, and someone like us, like this yeah. is what we do. Like I live a lifestyle like that. Like mm-hmm. I do. I did a whole show on you know keto and you know and eating a that's ketogenic diet. And yeah. My family and I, we live a ketogenic. Lifestyle, and yeah. we go through some periods of fasting and we do it for the health benefits. But you want to talk to someone who's educated in it, yeah, it can help you get the right foods in your diet and also make sure that it's healthy for you individually, yeah, absolutely. And uh, with what you're eating, make
0: sure it's properly reg- regulated.
1: And it can be used to really help, like, decrease inflammation in your body, oh, yeah, help with you know, pain that you're experiencing in your body, help your body heal, mental clarity, exactly, yeah. Exactly. exactly.
2: Yeah, the the fasting, I mean, the, the whole premise of fasting. Again, we get results like the growth hormone and the immune system, but it's to deplete your body of its sugar stores. And, you know, we've talked about this before. I'm sure you've talked about it. You know, sugar is toxic, and so that's a major effect within the body. So as you can burn off all that sugar, your body then begins to utilize the fat for the fuel, which is why you lose fat um, Mm -hmm. when you're actually doing the intermittent fasting and and re-regulating the immune system because sugars are down and increases mental clarity. Actually helps with better sleep, like you said, inflammation. I mean the, the benefits of it are I mean incredible. It's amazing.
1: Yeah. Um definitely. So here's the thing. Why like what is the motivation behind advocating for breakfast? Like why did that even get you get know started?
0: The dairy farmers of America. Dairy
1: farmers? <laughs> <laughs> it, it
0: could be that, yeah. it
2: could be the agricultural. I mean, here's the truth. Yeah. I mean, when we think of breakfast in America today, what do we think of? We think of cereal, right? Cereal, I mean, cereal what are, I mean, think yeah. of the the lines, you know, the the, the aisles. Yeah, Pop-Tarts. The 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 aisles in our grocery stores are are filled. I mean, how many different cereals are there? How many different Pop-Tarts?
0: Granola bar. You know. Mm-hmm. Well, and one of the keys with the breakfast industry is quick and easy. They want to make everything so quick and easy. But what are you what are you overlooking in the effects of what these products are putting into your body when it's mm-hmm. quick and easy?
1: So, basically, there's just a lot of money behind the breakfast would, industry oh, and the food industry oh, when yeah, it comes to definitely. those breakfast products, yeah, um, you know, cooking up some eggs, or, you know, that also some, takes work, right? Yeah, that takes work and <laughs> not that so quick that and easy <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 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 right, right. So, and that's I mean, that's basically why we do this is we want to dispel some of these myths. You know, if this is something that you're interested in and you're like, you know, I'd like to lose weight. I'd like to learn more about how to um eat better, you know, treat my body better. Um, Dr. Adam and I speak on this all the time, you know, corporate wellness. If you'd like us to come in, you know, to your work and talk about diet nutrition. I mean, this is where, you know, we have a lot of expertise on that. We can really help a lot of people. Um, Also, I am doing a dinner with the doc. So if this is something you want to learn more about, you just want to learn about like what maybe – are you concerned about what you've been taught? Is it really true when it comes to health? Or are you sick? Or are you hurting in your body and you want some answers? You should join us for Dinner with the Doc. It's going to be May 22nd at Granite City in Zona Rosa, 6.30 p.m. You can register for that um, on our website, northlandphysicalmedicine.com. You can visit us on Facebook at Northland Physical Medicine. You're listening to Dr. Kendra, and I'm here with my good friend Dr. Awesome as well on the Wellness Advocate one KMBZ.
0: You're listening to The Wellness Advocate with Dr. Kendra Pearson.
1: Okay, welcome back, Kansas City. You're listening to The Wellness Advocate. Dr. Kendra here, and I'm here in the studio with my good friend, Dr. Adam, or Dr. Awesome, as you may know him now. Um, and I'm also here with our good friend Vince, the marketing guru. How you guys doing? Doing great. I'm well, I'm well. I know we've been having a lot of fun today because actually, what we're doing a show on is medical mythbusters, and this all came uh, to light because of the whole headline about coffee is bad for you. And I was like, oh no, I have to dispel this myth because I love coffee, and coffee mm-hmm. is actually healthy for you if you're listening earlier. So please don't stop drinking your coffee. Um, the only way your coffee is going to be really bad for you is if you're just putting the crap in it. Like yeah. we talked about putting sugar in it and um, putting all these like chemicals. like The, the little French blue.
0: vanilla sweetener. You know? Yeah,
1: the non-dairy creamers. Okay, it's a creamer, but it's not dairy. <laughs> <laughs> Wait <laughs> a second. What, what is it? I know. What is it made <laughs> of? That's where the real risk comes in. And then we even talked about coconut oil, like all these headlines coming out and causing mm-hmm. all this hysteria and... What'd you say it was, Vince?
0: Hype and hysteria. Hype
1: and hysteria, you know, like we gotta get people's attention. They surely as heck got my attention when they <laughs> started talking about coffee. I was like, don't mess with that. Um, but we're here today and we're just talking about medical, you know, myths. What is the stuff that we've been taught, you know, that's not necessarily true? Last segment we hit on at breakfast, right? Like it's the most important meal of the day. Or is it all right? Yeah. It's, not necessarily, yeah, it's not necessarily right. And what was the motivation behind that? You know, the food industry and and getting us to eat a lot of um Dr. Adam, you had a really good one. Uh, yeah. Carbage. Carbage. Carbage, right? Yeah. So, breakfast isn't necessarily good for you. It's not about when you eat, it's what that's right. you eat and mm-hmm. eating healthy. So, in light and talking about medical myths, what are some other things that we've always been told that's not necessarily true?
0: Well, my mom told me to never go into the pool at least for 30 minutes after I ate. Dr. Kendra, <laughs> can you dispel this myth for me?
1: Yeah, uh, that's not necessarily true. It's not going to cause you to uh, cramp up and, <laughs> and drown, right? Unless you're maybe a power athlete and you're going to, you know, swim a thousand meters. Yeah. You may not want to, like, eat right before you jump in the pool. But I would tell you, like, when I was a kid, and I know this might just be the little kid mind, like, I'm, like, logically thinking through this because I'm like, that's not true. Like, I'm not going to cramp up. I know that I'm not. I was like, I think the reason that you can't swim after you eat is because um you might puke in the pool and then someone's <laughs> going to have to clean that up and then they're going to make everyone stop swimming for a
2: while. And then you're done for the day, which you don't want.
1: Right. But I'm sorry parents, I don't want to ruin this for you. I'm sure um a lot of young children aren't exactly listening to our radio show this Sunday, but the real reason why we don't want people to swim for 30 minutes after they eat is because parents need a break and they don't <laughs> we don't want to watch you in the pool for 30 minutes. Like get right, like man. can That's you just cool. sit still for 30 minutes and let me think of a good reason? <laughs> Oh, it's because you ate. Right.
2: <laughs> you got to clean up after you eat, right? Exactly. That's what it is. They're, exactly. they're cleaning up the mess. And so you got to have the kids help. That's the good excuse. Right. You can't get in because you've got to clean up all the food that we just made, put the dishes away and do all that. So don't leave it all to mom and dad, right?
0: You know, I, right. always, I always just assume that, you know, with a full stomach of food, I just wouldn't be as buoyant. So I wouldn't float as well. You
1: know? <laughs>
2: <laughs> I guess right.
1: there's one. Sometimes we just need a break. And, you know, there's things that we... You know, these myths or these things develop just because mm-hmm. people need a break from it. Like, um, how many of you guys have heard like cracking your knuckles causes arthritis? Yeah. Or it's going to cause you muscles, time. your knuckles to get big.
0: My yeah. grandma told me that. Right. Yeah.
1: Okay. So, so my professional training, I'm a chiropractor. Dr. Adam, you're a chiropractor, yep. right? We're in yes. the business of, you know, popping joints. And that's one of the things that we do. So one of the, you know, first of all, cracking your knuckles does not cause arthritis. It does not. Yep. Mobilizing a joint and making that sound doesn't cause arthritis. It's not going to cause your knuckles to get big. Mm -hmm. I believe the reason that they said that is because it's annoying.
2: More than anything.
1: Yeah. I think your grandmother probably asked you to stop doing that because it's really annoying. (laughs) Right?
2: Right.
0: You never asked
2: asked grandma why? Why can't I do this?
0: Well, I just assumed she was right. You know, she's my grandma.
1: (laughs) Right. right. She just wants you to please stop doing that.
0: Exactly. (laughs) Dispelling the myth. There we go.
1: Right, so I mean, when you pop a knuckle, you know what happens is is you're actually just taking that joint past its physiological, you know, space, and then mm-hmm. there's gas and um, bubbles inside the synovial fluid in that joint that gets yeah. released, and that's actually what makes the sound. Yeah, and in fact, they've done studies that mobilizing a mm-hmm. joint, whether it's in your spine, whether it's you know, uh, your finger, or your knuckle joint, mm-hmm. it actually increases the range of motion post because that they I don't know the studies and they're working on you know, is that gas that's released or the, the release in that joint actually increases the laxity of the ligaments surrounding that joint and causes yeah. increased mobility. That's yeah. why it relieves back pain when people get adjusted in their mm-hmm. back. It relieves neck pain and yeah. increases range of motion mobility.
0: Yeah. Plus, you just feel like a whole nother human. You feel way better.
1: Right, right.
0: <laughs> well,
2: and, that, and that's what's crazy is they, you know, increasing that mobility actually decreases your risk for things like degeneration, arthritis. So it's actually... I mean, there, there's a big myth dispelled right there. I mean, it's it's actually causing the opposite of what you've been told this whole time, I mean, mm-hmm. especially with the spine. I mean, that, the latest research is within one to four weeks of immobility, if something's not moving the way that it should, degeneration does actually begin to set in. Um, right. and I can't remember. I actually cannot remember the exact uh, gentleman's name, but he, he did a study where he popped his knuckles on his left hand for,
1: right.
2: have you heard of this? Yeah, it, For I have. like 60 years and didn't do it on his right because he wanted to see – um, and no arthritis, no degeneration actually occurred within his hand. And I, I think the biggest thing that they said that they learned, um, from this gentleman through this, this study was, um, he was very persistent. Mm-hmm. So, I mean,
1: you gotta be a special kind of person right? to only pop the knuckles on one <laughs> right? hand because,
2: Oh, I'm a, I'm a knuckle cracker. Yeah. And
1: if I pop one. Like, it's OCD. I must pop all the rest.
2: It needs to be equal, both sides, right?
1: Like, I might be in a straight jacket (laughs) locked in a room if you made me only pop one of my knuckles
2: (laughs) once. Oh. (laughs) Yeah, so that one's, there you go. That's debunked right there. It definitely does not cause arthritis at all.
1: Right. It doesn't, I think there was even another study where, um, I think it was a hand surgeon Mm -hmm. who's, uh. I think nurse was popping her knuckles and he was like telling her, Oh no, you know, that's going to cause arthritis. That's going to cause your knuckles to get big. And she was like, prove it. And you know, the scientist in him, he was a doctor. He was like, well, let's figure this out. And he did a study and actually under, um, under fluoroscopy and and stuff. He was cracking joints and you could see the release and stuff. And then that's the study that actually launched what I quoted about the ligament laxity and showing it actually increased the range of motion, but did not cause any arthritis or degeneration. It's incredible. In the joint. Yeah. So, um, which is, it's crazy cool. I mean, so here's the thing. Here's the deal, Kansas City. A lot of times we get these misleading things when it comes to our health, right? Mm-hmm. Some of them can be funny. Like, you know, you can swim after you eat. And um, parents, if you want to still tell your kids that that they cannot swim for 30 minutes after they eat because you need a, br- a break, I'm not going to tattle on you. Go for it's it. It's okay. Um, <laughs> I'm going to keep doing it. I'm going to keep doing it as well. Just the secret we know for ourselves, right? Um. You know, when you get caught up in the hype and hysteria, it can give us misinformation that can affect our health. And that's whenever I get a bit passionate. I know, Dr. Adam, that's when you get passionate is when it's something that's really important. Like when it comes to coconut, like the coconut oil thing, you know, Mm -hmm. these headlines. Coconut oil is bad for you. You know, saturated fat is bad for you. Fat is bad for you. You you know, these kinds of stuff can actually be very dangerous to people's health health if they take this stuff literally.
2: Well, and if you notice, um, when the trends begin to change, that's when these... Fear mongering headlines really become to come begin to come, and they're trying to pull it back to the way that it used to be. Right, um, and so yeah, just educate yourself. I think that's the right. key.
1: And it edu- if education is something you want, like you want to change your life, you want to change your lifestyle, you want something different, you want to just keep doing what you've always done and just get what you have always gotten. We've got to do something different Mm -hmm. and coming to like one of our workshops, like we do a dinner with the doc. I do this because the definition of doctor is teacher and we want to educate the community on things that you can do different. We are actually doing a dinner with the doc on May 22nd. It's going to be at the Granite City in Zona Rosa. Um, I'm going to be speaking on these things. I'm going to be giving people those answers, talking about how we can get to the root cause of what's really causing health issues. And May 22nd, do not miss it granite city and zona rosa starts at 6 30 p.m please make this bring your friends bring your loved ones you can register for this in our office Um, you can call us on the phone 816-452-4488 speak to Haley, marissa get registered for that find us online at northlandphysicalmedicine.com and on facebook follow us there northland physical medicine thank you so much kansas city i love and appreciate all of you you're listening to 981 knbc your wellness advocate
0: You're listening to The Wellness Advocate with Dr. Kendra Pearson.